message this morning. The Lord woke me up Tuesday morning real early with a phrase on my heart. Just one phrase. In the wilderness. In the wilderness certain things happened. Things that were beyond their control beyond their imagination, beyond what they'd seen in Egypt, even under bondage, they were safer than what they felt in the wilderness. But the God who led them to the wilderness had provision for everything that they needed. Every need was supplied. The Bible says that their clothes did not wear out. They didn't grow out of their shoes, nor did their leather shoes lose its, its power to hold, and they didn't wear out. He sustained every physical need, but also in the wilderness. Every spiritual need was met as well because it was a place of purification of heart. It was a place of coming to a point in God that they'd never been before. It was a place where they could see and know and be still and see that I am God and I will take care of you. It was in the wilderness that they were brought to repentance time and time and time and time again and offered sacrifice over and over.
over to God and he accepted them and brought them back to his heart and they were multiplied and they grew and they were sustained in the wilderness. They met scorpions and snakes and every bug that God had ever created was in their pathway, but he had a path out of it. He led them to it, through it, and out of it. And he will do the same for you. Maybe your wilderness isn't actually in a desert full of bugs and snakes. Maybe it's in a family situation that is beyond crazy. Maybe it's you're waiting for the promise of God to be fulfilled in your own heart. Maybe, maybe it's a change in career or life path. Maybe it's close to the end of life. Whatever that wilderness time is, God led you to it. He'll lead you through it, and he'll lead you out of it. And what comes when you get out of the wilderness? The promised land. He had given the people the promise long before. We, I will provide a place for you. And he took them in to the promised land after they spent their time in the wilderness. So if you feel like you're in a wilderness, just keep pressing on because he's there. He will not leave you or forsake you in the wilderness. That's my whole message. I don't even remember what comes after that, but the Lord planned it this, this way. So I hope that's, I hope that's okay. In the wilderness. You know, I will, I will add, and I was, I was going to add this, a very personal, very personal point. I can remember, well, let me just preface this by saying, those of you who don't know me, um, I was married to a prince of men for 46 years, and he recently passed away two and a half years ago. And I've been through a period of learning and figuring out how to do this by myself with, with the Lord by my side and leading all the way. But I've also been thinking back of mistakes that I had made, especially mistakes. And this morning the Lord put something on my heart on the way to church. You know, I have a whole... Uh, I think it's about a minute and 50 second ride from home to church. So there's not a whole lot of time for the Lord to deal with my heart between the, uh, the journey. But he put this in my heart. Remember when you would be riding to church and you'd be upset about something. And you'd want to talk about it right then and there on the way to church in that two-minute period of time? That probably wasn't the best thing to do. 
And I literally said, oh God, please go to Jim's mansion door, knock on the door and tell him, I'm really sorry that I did that. I'm really sorry that I didn't uh, sense and understand. I could have waited till after the service because had I waited till after the service, the Lord would have dealt with my heart, I guarantee you, and whatever it was bugging me would have been gone by the time the church service was over. And that is the truth. So I'm still learning in the wilderness. I'm still working through things that I, you know, lived in the past and can't do anything about now. But I can certainly know and understand for the future. If I ever have an opportunity like that again, I'll keep my mouth shut and wait. You better believe it. Don't worry, I'm not going to give you my whole uh, six pages of notes because I, I gave you most of it already. <laughs> but I do want to read a couple of things and then I'm going to leave you with a song that I hope will bless you as it blessed me. <clears throat> as I said, uh, I hadn't had a chance to talk to Don about it yet because the Lord just put it on my heart. Next weekend, we'll be celebrating Memorial Weekend. We love patriotic services. We love patriotic songs around here. We are patriotic around here. And I thought it would be a really good time to have a legal update because of all the things that are going on with the Supreme Court, with different laws that are happening, with the election that's coming up, and with the holiday. So if he's agreeable to having something to, that he didn't already say today <laughs> uh, for next Sunday, that would be great. Huh? Yeah, I know. Okay. So is that agreeable to everybody? In addition to that, next Sunday... <clears throat> There is a lady that I follow. As a matter of fact, as you know, a couple months back, Audrey and I went to um, San Diego to, to see her in person. She released a prophetic word from the Lord yesterday that I think is profound, and I want to share that with you next Sunday as well. So come expecting different things next week, if that's okay with everybody. But I do want to say this morning about the wilderness. And I think I already said that the same God who led the children of Israel into the wilderness was fully prepared to sustain them while they were there. And that's a wonderful thought and probably the, the keynote of what I was going to say this morning. But after the wilderness, as I said, comes the promise and I want to read this one scripture, Deuteronomy 8, and that was the whole chapter, basically, chapter 8 was going to be my um, reference and part of it, the text. But in verse 7, it says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains, and depths that spring out of the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land wherein thou shalt not lack anything in it, 
a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you may dig brass. The Lord thought of everything. And that chapter goes on to say that as you're living in your beautiful homes in the promised land, that you've used all of these resources to build, and you've built yourself a beautiful life there, forget not the Lord your God who gave you power to get all these things. The children of Israel were in the wilderness for 40 years, and I read that they were literally only a matter of a few miles away from the promised land, but they had a lot of things the Lord wanted to deal with and work out in their hearts and in their spirit. And Jesus was in his wilderness for 40 days, you recall, when he said to, the, to Satan that the uh, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that's what sustains man. And when Jesus came out of the wilderness, what did he do? He birthed the church. He birthed the church and he breathed his life, his breath into that body and they became a living unit for God. When a mother is going to have a child, there's a gestation period of 40 weeks. Did I say that right the last time? Jesus was, the, the children of Israel were 40 years, Jesus was 40 days, and a baby gestates for 40 weeks. There's some possibilities that can happen during that period of time. They could be like Terry and Audrey, didn't even know they were going to have a baby if you looked at it from the symptoms side. There weren't any. They had beautiful times. There's others who, who end in devastation and heartache and heartbreak. And then there's others somewhere in the middle that threw up 24 hours a day, nine months straight, two times. Yet the promise came and there were beautiful births at the end of that. Jesus birthed the church, and when the pain, the Bible says this, when the pain of the childbirth is over, it is over when the mother takes that little bundle in her arms, and the baby even goes through pain, and being squeezed out into the world to be birthed is no cakewalk. But when it's placed in its mother's arms and those kisses are all over its face and that bond takes place, it's miraculous. And that's what I wanted to say to end this morning. We may be in a wilderness and hopefully it doesn't last 40 years. Hopefully we can, you know, get our act together and the Lord can deal with us much quicker than that. I certainly hope that that is the case. But if we pay, wait patiently and we endure, the promise will come. I believe it with my whole heart. Just remember chapter 8, when thou hast eaten and thou art full and have built beautiful houses and your flocks are flourishing 
and you have money in your bank and you don't then you don't forget to bless the Lord and keep all his commandments for it is he who gives power to get all these things and delivers you from the wilderness that was a beautiful ending to a beautiful service ordained and orchestrated by a great big wonderful God that we serve don't you love him this morning? Father, we just thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that when we find ourselves in a wilderness, we have had a promise. Whether that promise was for something physical, something spiritual, for health or healing or whatever, oh God, we stand upon your word, for it is true and it never fails. Oh, God, I pray that you go with each one today and encourage every heart, Lord. Let us realize and know who you are in a deeper, deeper sense, Lord, and that you are with us through the wilderness. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen and amen.